America. We are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold Blooded, the Apollo Jim murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. George Norrie with you with our guest, Tony Topping. Tony is a veteran UFO researcher and experiencer. He has been involved with the UFO phenomenon, as I mentioned, for more than 40 years and has been deeply involved in a complex intelligence operation between humans and alien visitors. His latest book is called I, Alien, Memoirs of a UFO Spy. Tony, welcome to the program. Looking forward to this. Hello, welcome. Uh, thank you, George, for uh, for having me on the show. It's uh, it's great to be here. How are things in the United Kingdom these days? Oh, they're, uh, they're politically-wise very turbulent, uh, weather-wise absolutely gorgeous uh, here in Southport in the UK, which means that it's uh, very clear skies, which is good for filming the UFOs when they come in over the area where I live. Tell me how you got involved in all of this, Tony. Well, I initially I fell into it, so I kind of like fell it, falling into it is the, long, is the wrong word. But I, I first began uh, in early childhood having mysterious visions. Uh, that's all I can describe it as. Um, and uh, the contrast is quite stark as to where I am now, as to where I was back then. Because as a child of 10 years of age, um, I was wandering to a, which is absolutely shocking, really, but I was wandering to a scrapyard uh, at 10 years of age with a pram with the cot taken out, and it had scrap on it like a kettle and a toaster, uh, because my mum and dad were broke. And we lived in a house with uh, uh, no uh, bathing facilities, no heating, an oh outside toilet. Abuse was uh, quite the norm. And, uh, and so that, uh, it began, yet I was surrounded by these extraordinary visions, um, and I couldn't make any sense of what it was. And then we started, to cut a long story short, George, in 1999, having been to the gates of hell and back as a teenager and a young adult with everything that I had to deal with there, uh, the UFOs started coming in over the house 
for uh, mysterious reasons, and we started having the strange visions that came with that. And it's taken me years, absolutely years, to work out what exactly um, was going on. Um, for example, the UFOs coming in over my home uh, would focus on radio antennas because, like I think Art Bell, I am a radio ham. So yeah. Um, yeah. Th they would focus in on the radio antennas continually, and I didn't know why, and it took me years to work it out, George. So I've had interaction with the UFO phenomena now for a very long time. It's got even more hair-raising, and the book I wrote took about three to four years because of the post-traumatic stress disorder condition that I have after all that has gone on with me. I mean, the childhood was ju my childhood was just horrendous, like like you wouldn't believe. How did you turn out the way you did, Tony? I mean, you, you uh, you're a good guy. A, yeah, but that's a good question, George. Um, a lot of faith, uh, a lot of uh, religious faith. Um, for example, in 2018, I looked after my mother with dementia. And she had quite an unpleasant health complaint that was heartbreaking for a son to deal with. Uh, and I had to clean up after her. And I was kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? At three in the morning, I was changing her, lifting her out of bed, all that kind of thing. There was nobody else to help me. Jeez. I was the loneliest man in the universe. 2018, uh, I lost her. I had to move to Southport. I lost the house I lived in and had to have major hernia surgery all in the same year. And I have to say that you go from boy to man with all that very quickly. And faith and interaction with the more positive elements of the UFO phenomena, which I'll come to, have been a tremendous help. Stephen Greer is quite correct in his assessment that uh, they are highly evolved and highly intelligent, and we're being lied to. But equally, they're not all peace and light, George. They're just not all, it's not all fluffy out there. Uh, as probably some of your listeners who may have been subjected to abduction have discovered. Um, and so it's been quite a roller coaster ride, actually, like you wouldn't believe. And uh, some of the contact experiences, I'm one of them, have post traumatic stress disorder because of what they've been through. Okay. Travis Walton, I know, uh, I've, he's got it. I mean, I know when I spoke to him, he was, he was collapsing with exhaustion. That was a few years ago with it all because it, it really takes it out of you. You are exposed to an unknown landscape, an unknown environment. And it takes me, it's taken me about 40 years to piece it all together, George. I'm going to be with Travis in a couple of months at a live stage show in Oregon. Uh, he's quite, yes. quite the guy. Yeah, he is quite the guy. And when I, when I met him, he was telling me that he'd just collapsed with exhaustion. Uh, it was, you know, he was at a conference. And um, I know, I know that there's been, how can I put it? If you know, you know, George. So you, you know a contact experience uh, from another contact experience, uh, um, I've also, and we'll get into this probably as the show goes on, there was an attempt to abduct me by, let us say, a hostile element of the ET phenomena. So it's not all um, plain sailing out there, and uh, we have to be aware of this. Uh, we really do. And this gets into a myriad, I think, of, of arguments, doesn't it? Um, in real life, when you're dealing with aliens, what is written on the Internet and how they are and how they perceive humanity is very different when you're up close and personal with them, George. It really is. If you went running around the United Kingdom asking people if they believed in extraterrestrial life and that it was visiting us, what do you think they'd say? Yes, absolutely. I mean, for example, I've had business executives coming up to me 
going in 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 the pub, for example, here in the UK, going, listen, Tony, um, you know, I own a successful company. I've been abducted by aliens. I dare tell anyone. Keep it to yourself, but this, this, that, and the other. So, therefore, you've got people who are keeping it quiet that this has happened to them, or they've had a peaceful interaction with them, uh, and it's kept quiet. That The UK population are more switched on into this uh, than people realise, although the, the, the UK media um, has been pretty good with them, apart from one interview that I did that went horribly wrong. Uh, and that was due to that they were a bit of a right-wing shock jock broadcaster, and it didn't go well at all. Uh, and you, you, you're up against the chortle factor in the UK, which is all intermeshed with the cover-up and the lie that we're being invaded by them. The invasion scenario, Project Bluebeam, is very complex. It's not like that at all. They're not invading us. Uh, that's <laughs> that's quite... It's down the... So Dr. Stephen Greer again is partly correct um, to pull off an alien invasion would be an incredible stunt to do because of the highly evolved civilizations that are actually out there so we're not being invaded george we're being warned continually warned tony do you know the uh, uk broadcaster howard hughes yes i do know the broadcaster howard hughes i do yes certainly do i've appeared for him uh, on a couple of occasions good guy nice guy he is a great guy yes i've appeared for him on on a couple of occasions itv this morning uh very nice people there you know uh we've got gb news surprisingly gb news is quite right-wing and conservative in its views but they're one of the broadcasters who give me a a very good platform they didn't ridicule me in any way which surprised me and uh you know i was free to just talk about my ufo contact experiences and talk about the footage that i'd filmed uh without without ridicule george which is which is what you want really when you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year 100,000 mile limited warranty you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible visit your local kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. 
For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I think I think the public respects you if you don't go down the avenue of I'm the chosen one, I'm the ambassador to the aliens. Um, you know, I think they respect you if you are looking at all avenues to it. So, is it a mental health thing? Is it some form of um, uh, savant autism? Uh, you know, is the mind generated? Every stone has to be unturned. Um, and I've concluded that my interactions are real, have happened. Uh, it's been chaotic. There's been uh, mind control going on. There's been the military in the background that don't quite get it. Um, and it's it's been an insane circus, to be quite frank with you, George. I've come close to cracking up on many an occasion with it. And um, your sanity is tested. And um, the, the great religious works have also said, that, you know, this can be a path to insanity, and it can. Uh, You've got to be very grounded, and faith has played, religious faith for me, has played a a large part in holding it together. Well, if you ever find yourself slipping, Tony, you call us, because we're going to be your friend for life, okay? Well, that's a beautiful thing to say, George. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Now, tell us about the book, I, Alien, Memoirs of a UFO Spy. Tell me about the UFO spy portion. Okay, matey. Well, what this is, is that um, we'll, 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 it began, for me, I, I, I kind of like was hitting hard times in London. I went to one of the top London stage schools. Uh, it was a tough gig to get into. And uh, with that, I kind of like worked in offices in London as well. I started to have, I started to be followed by um, the UFO phenomena, the, the white balls of light following me everywhere I went. When I returned to Yorkshire in 1996, I started having very strange visions, and some of them were psychic warfare visions. Some of them were, as it says in the book, some of these early visions were to do with uh, people in another realm being killed. It was horrendous, um, and I couldn't understand any of it. Then I started having visions of submarines and UFOs around them. That makes sense now that I'm sat here now. It does make sense, but at the time it didn't. And then we started the bizarre flyovers and unmarked helicopter following, and the UFOs were coming in, and they were purposely illuminating TV antennas. And it was it was very interesting because some of them, yes, are planes, some of them are satellites, but these things were displaying aerobatic characteristics that normal aircraft couldn't do. They were doing it for a specific reason. They were going near radio antennas for a specific reason. The reason they were going near air antenna, uh, radio antennas was they, they were hinting at something via me. So when you take me out of the equation, they're actually communicating with something some entity 
that is not fixed by the rules of time. And then it started with all the MK Ultra targeting, the gunfire, the screaming at three in the morning, the experimenting on people trying to understand probably in the, in the military what was going on with me. And I was on the receiving end of the voice-to-school technology. Um, it was horrendous. And I had a very responsible job. I'm, you know, I ended up having a very responsible job, managerial type thing. Uh, and I was having to go into work and cope with all this at the same time. Um, and it was very difficult. And I started keeping a journal, uh, George, a journal which is in the book of the times and the dates of all these interactions that were going on. And um, due to everything else that happened, including looking after my mother, they were kept on the shelf for years, these journals, kept on the shelf for years. I didn't know what to do with them. I lost my mother, and in a fit of rage, I was going to put them in the bin. And then one day, when I'd moved to Southport, I'd look through them and realize that actually this was a time travel operation. The time and date, which are in the books, it was actually a time travel operation. It was part of an information network that had established contact with those behind the UFOs that I then called ESCOVs, Special Contact Operation Verisi. The Verisi element means that we from the future verify what, we, what you have seen. And it was an information network, and it makes perfect sense because there was kind of images being downloaded in front of me that were like you wouldn't believe one of them was a ship's propeller system another one was arable farmland on somewhere else on another world what this was george was an information network and i was like a server to it a node a gateway so that they'd established communication possibly via consciousness that kind of thing and what they were doing, I think, is that, for example, the Nordic ET from Andromeda were communicating with an Earth agency in the future, and they were sending information in real time with no distance. That's the bit that cracked it with ESCOVs. It was a real-time information highway. Thing is, if you've got a, if you've got a fascist junta that is covering up the UFO phenomena, that is telling you we're being invaded and that we do not know what they are, honest governor, then you have a clash of these alien forces, which is why there is not so much an invasion, but an alien cold war. And the actions of aliens concern aliens. So there's an element to the alien phenomena, the alien contact phenomena, that is not friendly. And it's that alien element that crash, clashes with the more advanced complexities of the advanced civilizations that are out there. Uh, and therefore, you then have an alien cold war on your hands with humanity in the middle. And uh, humanity is having to deal with two things, really, because A, it's dealing with the alien phenomena, but B, it's also dealing with the demonic angels and demons phenomena, as well as the biblical works of cited, which are, are quite correct. Uh, and that seems to be what it was. So it was a time travel operation, the journals. I'm glad I didn't throw them out. And it's got the imagery. Uh, I've spent hours doing the imagery, hours doing the uh, what the aliens look like. I'm very proud of it. Uh, but it took a long time, George, because of the PTSD and the procrastination. And at one point, after my UK interview that went badly wrong, at one point, I was going to walk away from it all. Uh, I had no faith in it. I became very despondent. 
uh, all these lovely images nowhere to be seen you know they were just they were just there but nothing was happening and then things changed around uh, I've been very lucky of late including an appearance for your good self here uh, and that's the story behind ESCOVS so ESCOVS is in the book it's a, an organisation uh, and I believed it to be based on the I've written it as fiction to protect the innocent but it's based on true events aha I, okay uh, you know yeah so that's the story so far with it. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold Blooded, the Apollo Jim murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.